everyone. I'm Ash France, a somatic practitioner who works with queer women who are coming out later in life. And I'm Donna Noble. I'm an LGBTQ plus relationship expert trained in a psychobiological approach to couples therapy by Dr. Stan Tacken. We're a queer couple who fell in love after our worlds collided when we discovered that our now ex-wives were actually engaged in an affair together states apart. And we're here on a mission to normalize, educate, and bring clarity around the complexities that can come along with queer relationships. So grab your cup of coffee, pour your favorite cup of tea or glass of fine whiskey, and join us as we come together for Queer Couples Conversations. Episode two. Episode two. Happy two. <laughs> I did it. I looked directly, directly. I felt that. Into your eyes. So we have a tradition. We have a tradition here that we drink whiskey or scotch mm-hmm. when, when we, we podcast. When we pod. But other than that, no drinks. No, oh, ma'am. No, ma'am. We started out on this journey a little over 50 days ago. Mm-hmm. And we set a goal for, we just got really focused on, um, you know, like caring for our bodies and our health. And mm-hmm. we started cold plunging mm. a couple months ago. My favorite thing. Um, we bought a cold plunge and um, started doing it throughout the end of the winter, which was very cold we'd have to break it open break with an axe yeah. to get in <laughs> and we started with two minutes was mm-hmm. right two to three minutes uh three minutes three yeah, minutes we started with three minutes yeah and then what did you work up to what have you gotten to i worked up to consistently each time i get in i go in for seven minutes mm-hmm. um and occasionally i'll just stand it's wild stand for to 10. me the longest but i won't go beyond 10 <laughs> 10 is a little much yeah i mean we're still learning about the benefits of it but what we've heard is that you reach the maximum capacity of benefits around that 10 minute Mm -hmm. mark Mm -hmm. um but we both have found it to be we've both like we committed another 30 days of that which we did Mm -hmm. and then um and then we just kept doing it Mm -hmm. up until we got covid dun 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 (laughs) the covid the (laughs) coves the coves um but yeah, we started at, we just decided we want to change things and we've yeah. been really consistent. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a really, um, beautiful ritual, mm-hmm. uh, that for me that I've invited in. Yeah. Um, and oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. Like the following what, two hours, three hours after I plunge, it's like everything is firing. Yeah. <laughs> I am just, you feel alive. I am ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And they say, Research that's been done on it says that mm-hmm. um, the effects that you get from cold plunging are similar to the effects mm-hmm. of jumping out of an airplane. Like it, the endorphins and that adrenaline rush that you can get from it. But Yeah. If you haven't done it, we encourage it. You won't die, but it will activate that fight or flight response. And what you're doing is you're putting your body under good stress mm-hmm. where you learn how to regulate in that state that you want to flee. Mm-hmm. Right? Um yeah. yeah, we encourage it given that you check in with your body and <laughs> perhaps your position, <laughs> right? Yes, technically, no, it's it, it's really I good for you. I say just go for it. It's really good for you, but there are some, you know, health mm-hmm. issues that you can be concerned about that yeah. it could uh, not, yeah. not be We helpful. are looking so. at a new cold plunge uh, where it's portable, mm-hmm. where we can take it with us. It can also, we can heat it up Yeah, and we can also cool it down yep. to, to within like, what, two 30, hours 36 degrees 36 yeah. degrees um but yeah so come cold plunge we, with us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want more cold plunging friends <laughs> but we did go naked so i don't know if we want okay don't come cold plunge with us <laughs> but cold plunge with us at your own home <laughs> yes yes um so this glass is precious because i love a good glass of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's a delight. Mm-hmm. But now it's even more precious. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I love about you, Ash? <laughs> what? Is that <laughs> throughout my life, I have attempted to do things. And I know they say, you know, 
90 days and you can change this habit. I've gone to 100 plus days and I've gone back to the same habit, yeah. you know. Yeah. For me, I get, it's hardwired in me when I, because <laughs> I am very habitual. Mm. Um, but with you, you're so like, we set um, an agreement where we mm-hmm. set a goal and we do it. Mm-hmm. And we don't go back. <laughs> like, I I know I've tried to like, do this diet or do this, you mm-hmm. know, discipline for with someone else or with my ex or, yeah. and we would do it for a little bit and we'd be so inspired, like we <laughs> did it, but then we just go back. Yeah. But with you, for some reason, the dynamic we have between us, it yeah. creates this consistency, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I really feel like we feed each other and yeah. that we feed off of each other. Yeah. Really well. We're both very competitive. Mm-hmm. We are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's jump into it. This n- this conversation um, is going to be about like where things got real, um, mm. where you know the truth came out, where our exes asked for a divorce, how that all happened, and the first time you and I met. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended off on um, you guys, you and your ex um, wife came to St. Louis. Mm-hmm to visit us, to have mm-hmm. dinner with us in our home. Um, and what what are your memories with that? Um, well, I uh, recall with this trip, um, so I want to backtrack just a little bit and go back to um, right whenever, you know, right when Elle and I uh, started having conversation about how to love each other better, yeah. what it means, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And again, this was right after L and H had established some sort of um, friendship. Yeah. Or just like yeah. acquaintance meeting. Mm-hmm. And we had conversation around how, how we could love each other better and show up better um, for ourselves and for one another, right? Um and so through this conversation of what does that look like? How do we do this? Um, we, for the first time in our relationship of seven years, you know, like what, eight months, nine months of marriage, um, we get to the end of this conversation and Elle opens this door to potentially like how I feel about, you know, maybe there being a third mm. that comes into our relationship at some point. You know, do you feel open to that? which I felt really hesitant, hesitant to answer mm. <laughs> because my whole life I've always um, operated in monogamy. It's what's felt safe for me, right for me. It's just where I've been, you know, no hate on non-monogamy, right? That's its own sure. world. Yeah. If that's, yeah. if that's for you, then that's it's fine. For you, but for yeah. our, for our understanding and what we entered into, yeah. we entered into a monogamous relationship. Right. And which is how Elle and I had operated our entire relationship. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, even, you know, she had, made multiple comments throughout a relationship about you know jealousy with me and anybody else and she could never bear the thought or you know what whatever um so for the very first time this was introduced and um I think just with the tone of the conversation we were having I felt so safe and just like I trusted her I, I trusted where we were in our marriage. Mm. And also, I didn't want her to feel like I was, you know, completely slamming the book shut on something that she was expressing interest in that wasn't pertaining to our present time. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, 10 or 15 years from now or in our 50s you know Mm -hmm. you know would you be interested in potentially and I thought you know what I can't shut the book on you know 10 or 15 years from now what that could possibly look like so I can say you know I I said specifically I'm not closing the door on it but it's not a yes it's not a yes but I'm not closing the the door to conversation Mm -hmm. on it what was the danger or did you feel any risk with saying no to her? Sure. Hmm. Yeah. The, the risk in, you know, potentially from that perspective and that point in time, feeling like I was in a way like breaking her heart, hmm. <laughs> you know, this thing that she might be interested in or that might sound nice to her hmm. and 
me just completely shutting the door on it and saying, no, absolutely not. And also to be completely honest, saying I'm not closing the door on it because I don't know who I'm going to be in 10 or 15 years from now. And I didn't want to say no to something that I thought, you know, who knows if it would truly be a no at that time. Just to be clear, do you feel like in 10 or 15 years from now, you might want to have an open relationship? I mean, at this point in my life, no, that's Mm -hmm. not. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel that. And I. I, Yeah, I mean, I, I know and I can see how that speaks to the dynamic of the relationship and maybe what was at play when I. Right. Answered that initially. Right. Because I've. Always been monogamous it's mm-hmm. what feels safe to me it's just it's where I operate mm-hmm. right and that again is not to say nobody changes their mind these things don't change but I know for myself this is sure the I lane used, I operate I in. used to believe in God and now I don't right 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 um but at that time yeah I there was a there was a point a part of me that was wanting to preserve my marriage and wanting to care for her mm-hmm. in the process mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. And that's something that that planted a seed, but that's something that I've seen. And this is again for another conversation around codependency, Mm -hmm. but this thing that I, you know, it comes up in moments Mm -hmm. and you catch yourself and we, we move through it, but you have this desire to like care for the person in a way that you end up abandoning your sense of self. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening. You, that is the codependent behavior. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'll catch you and like, hey, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want you to tell me what you think. God, right? which is so special <laughs> for me to have, like for you to express that in our relationship whenever mm-hmm. you do pause. You know, a lot of the time I am checking in with my body, right? And at this point in my life, right? right? Checking with my body and noticing what feels right for me. Right. And not what feels right for me to, to make this moment work, Mm -hmm. to make this moment more manageable, Mm -hmm. but what feels right for me long term. And this is a coaching note here, but in to have a secure relationship, Mm. which is what we want, Mm -hmm. you cannot make decisions in your relationship, big or small, that don't, that that both partners aren't in agreement upon, right? right? I work with couples and I get them to make agreements. That's Mm -hmm. part of the work. And then I get them to prove to me why they think it's the best thing for themselves and for their relationship. Mm -hmm. You, it it can't be that one person surrenders for the other because then you'll get resentment. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's tough because I would try to talk myself into why it would also work for me, Right. which really at the end of the day, the reason why it works for me is Mm -hmm. that because it keeps my wife with me. Right. And, I mean, I think that's an old, like, that's an old belief system, too. Like, we learn how to people please mm-hmm. very early. Mm-hmm. And and those don't, those traits, those behaviors don't go away. Yeah, learning how to people please ultimately to, mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, for various reasons. Right. But um, in the social aspect, right, to to maintain connection. Yeah. Yes. With our yeah. primary caregivers, with the people that we love. Yep, yep. And when I, yeah, and when I say they don't go away, I mean when you enter into a marriage, mm-hmm. right, that's not going to go away mm-hmm. unless there's some repair mm-hmm. and care there, which is what we're trying to do in those moments when I'm like, hey, come back. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Um, okay, so um, are you okay if we go back into, like, the story here on you guys coming to St. Louis? Yeah, yeah, so... I didn't find out until we got to St. Louis um, that we were going to be meeting you guys at your house and that we were meeting (laughs) you. (laughs) And so it was like all this, you know, literally waiting down until the last second Hmm. uh, to figure out where are we going? We're going to go out to eat. We're going (laughs) to what's happening. Yeah. Um, Which I found this out from L. Because her and H had been in communication. At that point, um, the conversations had really shifted from um, the three of us communicating in a group text to hmm. L and H communicating on their own. Okay. Uh, which I had really given hmm. up um, 
my, I hadn't given up, but I had really tried hmm. to release the grip of insecurity around that yeah because of the conversations we had had around how to love each other better and specifically conversations around codependency right which i had a warped idea of what codependency was at that time Uh, an idea that my ex was just saying we didn't really go into what does it mean to be codependent Mm. it was her calling me codependent it's interesting i needed to fix that the root of codependence comes from aa Mm-hmm. That is where codependency, the even the terminology, term, where the term comes comes from. from. Yeah, it's interesting that it's so intertwined within relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, from my world, surrendering and letting, saying, "Okay, yes, let's meet them." You've given up so much, and so I, I genuinely wanted to. <sighs> give myself to this and i had no idea that you were that you didn't want to do this i'm well okay i the only idea that i had was that i knew there was resistance on your end but i thought it was because you were resistant to h's friends yeah you were resistant to h's friends yeah so h when something's going on um like that she wanted it perfect right (laughs) so she told me what I could talk about mm-hmm. and made sure I promised. She told you what you could talk about? Yeah. As far as like the stuff that we had talked about and stuff with come up, she had told me, well, like said, you're not going to talk about um, what like the phone call are you or you're not going to bring up what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. the tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then she went out and got... I remember she went out and like, she like cleaned the entire house and she went out and got all these different pieces for our house to make it a certain way. And I, and then I realized like I was adding up all the stuff that she ended up getting for this. And it was like hundreds of dollars for this trip. And, um, for us, it was a lot at the time. Right. Um, but anyways, oh, we had this place that we loved. We found this place in St. Louis that did like custom, made like um cobstone oven pizza mm, which yeah. i mean i had never had a pizza that delicious so <laughs> we ended up um deciding to get pizza and then um i made this salad this like oh, homemade salad that i really like salad yeah this <laughs> is a salad we bonded <laughs> over um and um I remember asking her, you guys were supposed to be there at a certain time. You had mm-hmm. messaged, hey, just checking into the Airbnb and then we'll be over. Mm-hmm. So at this point, H's anxiety levels live in a general like one to ten. She lives in about five to six to seven. Like this window she lives in, that's her normal state of anxiety mm-hmm. that she manages. Mm-hmm. So imagine this: these best friends that are coming that she's had this tension with coming to our house it was like I could see her movement Mm -hmm. her fidgeting you know and so I offered I said would you like to meet them alone I'll go get the pizza I'll take we had Norman at the time we'll go get the pizza you shoot me a message when you're ready Mm. I don't know I was really trying to give space to let her have this to trust her and um, I remember I went and got it And then I was talking to my mom on the phone and I pulled up in the car and uh, it was like a couple cars um, up ahead of our house. And I pulled over and I'm on the phone with my mom and I look in the rear view mirror and I can see you two pull up Mm -hmm. like two cars behind Mm me. And then I see H run out the front door and embrace you. Yeah. Just like full on this embrace and then go over and hug L mm-hmm. and I was watching it and it really stuck out to me like mm. the intensity around this like connection this mm-hmm. moment that has come together mm-hmm. I was like huh okay mm. <laughs> um and then I got I got all the pizzas I got Norman I was walking up the stairs and I paused and I remember thinking this could be a very a monumental moment. Like I could be meeting some of my closest friends mm. if this is something that is really good. Wow. Maybe I've been too paranoid 
and there is something here. Mm. And I took a minute and I paused and I walked in and I hugged you guys. I put down the pizza and you said something like you are real. <laughs> you said yeah. something. Yeah. I, in that memory, I don't remember like looking at you and remembering mm -hmm. what you look like, but I remember looking at Elle and mm. thinking I have no threat here. Mm. She was throughout the night. She was passive. She was quiet. She was moody. That's what I was picking up on. And you were engaged and like asking questions. Mm. And then at one point, Elle got up and went outside on the patio on the mm -hmm. deck. And I was like, this is weird. Um, mm -hmm. But I was watching H and she was sitting next to me. I had my arm around her. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought um, we were just asking each other questions. And you guys went into like this really deep, deep conversation about mm -hmm. this like near death experience and oh. <laughs> all the stuff. And I was like, whoa, these guys are intense. Yeah, we flipped a kayak yeah. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she was like, no, you can be, that's beautiful. Like, tell me more. And, you know, and that's part of just who she was, you know. Mm -hmm. um, she wanted to have conversation on the deeper things. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say that mm -hmm. with H, um, yeah, she she does create this environment um, where you feel safe to talk mm. yeah. to her. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and also that I think that was met with my own um, <laughs> permeable, permeable boundaries where I was open to just share anything and everything. I think I felt nervous uh, meeting you. And also I had established this relationship with H at this point, this friendship um, between the three of us hmm. and where I felt it really did feel safe to open up and share about these parts. Um, hmm. But yeah, it was distinctly hmm. different from L yeah. um, as we moved into this, but you continue on yeah. with your reflection of that night. Well, we should probably like keep going on the story because there's more to it and we're already <laughs> some time in here but this might have um, to be an episode three to finish right. we got <laughs> details <laughs> we're about the details um um yeah so one thing that i had asked h was that she not share how much we were struggling with this whole thing that like her and i were really struggling like conflict having all these conflicts around you guys mm. um yeah which, of course, she's not going to share that with me. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I just, I didn't want you guys to think there was any room. Sure. That, yeah. You know, as soon as you hear that a couple's vulnerable. Right. People get ideas. and like, oh, maybe I can get closer to her. Maybe she's right. unhappy. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I had asked, specifically asked her not to share anything mm -hmm. about it. Um, and, um. Uh, oh, before I go to that part, when I kind of leave the whole evening, um, we had had pizza and salad and beer and whiskey and um, um, you were drinking scotch mm, and um, mm -hmm. um, I went into, you were in the kitchen mm -hmm. and I went into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. This was the first time we interacted, just the two of us, mm -hmm. at, over the salad that I had made. Mm -hmm. And you said, you said something like, this is... That was a delicious Incredible. salad. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. <laughs> we still make to it To this today. day, I'm like, Dawn, make that salad. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a small exchange, but little did we know mm -hmm. who we were really meeting. Mm -hmm. um, that moment we yeah. had in the kitchen, yeah. just the two of us. Yeah. We didn't know. It was brief. Like, it was I had so my head brief. down. Yeah. I wasn't not, like, I was so out of it. I was, I couldn't even remember what you guys look like. Honestly, I was Gosh. very activated. Mm. Um, but we ended up playing mm. this game. We're sitting on the floor of the four of us and conversations happening. And then H some, someone asked a question. Sequence. We were playing sequence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. H s answered or said like, yeah, we've really been struggling with that or, We've had a hard couple of weeks, something like that, where I felt, again, like she did not honor my request. Mm. She exposed our relationship. She didn't care for me or us. She was take, like taking care of herself. Sure. Um, and I just, I could not 
do it anymore. I was exhausted from the last month of, you know, fighting, therapy sessions, meeting you guys, not meeting you. You're finally here. She's meeting her heroes. <laughs> and I just, I said, okay, guys, I'm going to go to bed. Oh, I remember that. I said, all right, guys, it was so good to meet you guys. Thanks for coming. I'm, I'm going to go to bed. You saying I'm going to go to bed was, it was disruptive in my body. Mm -hmm. I felt like we were sitting there having good conversation. Of course, I had no idea that you guys had talked about right. um, not sharing that your relationship is struggling in any right. sort of capacity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I thought we were all there to be vulnerable and create a new friendship. And yep. um, so I, re I do remember H sharing that there was some sort of, you know, issue that you guys were moving through. I had no idea what it was related to, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. just that there was a struggle there. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't connect and this may be to the amount of scotch I was consuming in the moment. Um, but I didn't connect it to the fact, you know, that she had just shared something and you yeah, had just yeah. shut down and decided to go to bed, it, but it was abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, really, um, I was just really struggling mm -hmm. and, um, I, I didn't recognize her, um, with how she was interacting with you guys. Mm -hmm. It felt like a different person. Mm. Um, and I remember that was the first time I think, um, while I was watching her that I wasn't attracted to her. Wow. I remember watching her and being very turned off. Mm. What? You can speak freely. Oh, no, it was, I think mm. just you saying this is the first time that you were realizing that you weren't attracted to her. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed her, her like being around her. Mm -hmm. I was drawn to her, you know, in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, I, I guess a better way to say it was like, I was turned off. Uh, yeah. Like mm -hmm. I felt like I don't want to be around like any, I, I need to get away from you. Mm -hmm. And that was such a foreign thought for me, mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even when we'd be in like conflicts or fights, like I wanted to get back into connection with her. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I ended up going to bed, um, took Norman and I could hear you guys, um, laughing and I thought I'm just going to go to sleep and mm -hmm. then, you know, um, we can connect in the morning and kind yeah. of hear how our night was. But, um, at 2am I woke up, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I woke up. And came, um, I was like, where are they? And um, mm. H and I would go to bed early. Like, yeah. we never stayed up late. Like, never to 2 a.m. Yeah. And um, we lived right across from a, a park, a really beautiful park. Mm -hmm. um, and there were bleachers. Mm -hmm. So, I could hear talking. Mm -hmm. um, so, I had Norman. I leashed him. And just walking, you know, across the street. And um, I could... I could see something was going on and then I realized that you were throwing up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, these guys are out of control. Like I had this belief that you two were toxic mm -hmm. right from the beginning. Like they have no self control. Like I was very like protective. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, and I'll, I can, I'll let you speak to that. Um, mm -hmm. because in the extent of our, time being together i i've never seen you get sick or even mm -hmm. drunk or even close to it yeah um so i walked up and you know someone was holding your hair or helping you and uh, h came up to me and said she's you know she's sick or um she um she's not feeling good so i said okay let's get let's get him home mm-hmm and so I was like, I'll, I'll take him. Cause I hadn't been drinking at all. I was mm -hmm. like, let's go, let's get in the car. And H was like, no, I'll take them. Mm -hmm. And I said, are, are you sure? And then she's like, yeah, no, I feel good. And so, um, she ended up taking you guys home to the Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yes, like she's seen this behavior. This has been the <laughs> worst night and mm. she's going to be like, this is over. This nightmare of a mm -hmm. month or two is over. Yeah. But no, in the morning. <laughs> but no. <laughs> in the morning, 
she wakes i wake up and she's getting dressed i'm like what are you doing and she's like oh i'm gonna go have breakfast with them i was like what (laughs) i was baffled baffled yeah yeah it's not funny i'm just (laughs) your response just knowing you now and seeing this response of what <laughs> oh love yeah yeah it was yeah <sighs> so yeah she went and had breakfast with you guys mm. at your airbnb you guys went on a walk so how for you stayed up you're with them you're drinking scotch they're drinking um you got sick <laughs> we you mm-hmm. want to say why you got to that point or oh, what do you want to yeah. share about that? Sh- yeah, yeah, I'll share my part here. And just moving through right now a moment of, gosh, I think my own shame that's oh. associated with this. Would you prefer that I didn't say that? No, it's not that I prefer you didn't say that. It's um, a part of the experience of what happened. You yeah. know, it's that's a part of it. Yeah. And so... Um, hmm. It, it's more so my my own shame around that experience and hmm. um, what my the story my ex-wife um, hmm. created around that experience hmm. um, and also what you thought of me during that time yeah um hmm the person that I was showing up as and presenting as in that moment Hmm. and um, for you to see me in that way and knowing who you are to me now and that Hmm. you even held those thoughts for me, of me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know you didn't know who I was. I didn't know who you were, but it's the fact that you held those, those feelings and thoughts toward me at all wow. which I know you didn't really go into into detail about how you felt or mm. what you felt <laughs> you and I have shared that in our own private conversation sure um and I'm sure H is aware mm-hmm. of how you really felt about me and L and I it wasn't indi- uh, individually it was uh, you guys were a were unit a unit yeah yeah even yeah. though H or L was the one mm-hmm. that she had the feelings for like you were the threat as a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And H, I remember even saying to me that she wasn't drawn, attracted to you. And mm-hmm. she said, if anything, I think, or if I remember this right, um, she thought that I would find you attractive. Like she said, if anything, like um, physical wise, a- Ash is like just all around attractive. Mm. That's, she said something about, like, you are the one that's it, like, but that she connected with L in, like, this, um, more like of deep, this like the deep mental trauma. Yeah. And on intellectually. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But keep going. Uh, you know, the shame is coming up for you. Yeah. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. sense the shame coming up for me. It feels, my whole body just feels that it is caving in on itself it is a shrinking in this moment yeah i mean moving through this part of the story feels hard Mm. for me um yeah really hard for me for for several reasons i think and also just this is a part of the story where i am learning how to forgive myself Mm. (laughs) and shit it has Mm. been you know almost two years Mm-hmm. almost two years since that night and I am still working toward forgiving myself hmm. for this um, which speaks to the amount of suffering that I have yeah um, put myself through for that time but um, yeah and I know how much work you've done around this piece mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah so on our way to St. Louis after we had spent a few days with Elle's dad um you know, which she has spoken to, um, you know, what it's like to go and visit 
her dad, mm-hmm. you know, that it was, it can typically feel dysregulating yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll not go into detail there, but, um, this particular visit was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was really good. And, um, not to say that that wasn't hard for her to any mm. degree, right? Yeah. Um, but from my experience of visits that we have had with her dad versus how this experience went, it was mm-hmm. good. Mm. Um, and we even talked about that. As we drew nearer and nearer to <laughs> St. Louis, it was like there was this nervous energy that picked up, that I picked up from her. Um, this She got quiet and that moody, yeah, that mm-hmm. moodiness that you picked up on. Oh, yeah present for me as well even as we were making our way there um she just kind of moved into her own inner world which Mm. felt curious I felt curious around that you know what that was all about Mm. because I knew it wasn't about her dad um but I also thought well maybe she's just nervous to meet new people yeah like Mm -hmm. totally be a thing um and on this drive um she she brought up the conversation that we had had a month earlier around, you know, potentially like, you know, there being a third opening things up within our marriage and relationship. And she brought this up again um, lightly, lightly. It wasn't like a heavy conversation, but I remember feeling like I felt like a like a cat that was getting rubbed in the wrong direction. (laughs) Like it was like, why are we talking about this again? Why are we having conversation about this again? The Mm -hmm. first time we had conversation, I said, you know, not open to it now, not even remotely. And maybe in 10 or 15 years from now, that conversation passed pretty quickly. And then it went to, you know, kids, Mm -hmm. you know, we had been talking about having kids. Um, and then it went to, well, I don't know that I want to have multiple kids. I think I just want to have one hmm. and then see how, where we're at. I'm like, yeah, sure. Great. You know, <laughs> play it by ear. Hmm. But anyway, these kinds of conversations were coming up on our way to St. Louis, which, you know, we typically had in depth, like deep conversation mm-hmm. when we're in the car. It's just, you know, what mm-hmm. happens on road trips. But anyway, but I recall her closing in on herself um, in this way and we get to St. Louis, we get to our Airbnb and yeah, it's there that we figure out <laughs> at the last minute, Hey, we're actually going to meet at y'all's house. And, um, Dawn is going to be there, which I'm like, amazing. Like, that's great. I'm excited. We get to meet Dawn. Um, but hmm. L and H were communicating on their own about where and when, whatever, um, which I had kind of just released, uh, tried to release my insecurity around the fact that it's just the two of them communicating at that point. Mm-hmm. So we go and we get there. And I specifically recall H running up to me first and hugging me. And I was like, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> I was suspicious. And I don't know. It just seems so intentional. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that she came up to me first, mm. um, which I was like, shit, here I am again, overanalyzing, mm. um, mm. back away. This doesn't mean anything, you know, whatever. Watched her embrace with L. Uh, and hold that embrace mm, and precious. moved on, um, went upstairs and I remember sitting on the couch and you walking in through the door. Hmm. <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, Damn. truly, wow, she's hot. I remember thinking <laughs> the thought of, and I know that this sounds so funny. Mm. It's I, this is you know Glennon Doyle talks about this with Abby Wambach, her wife, mm. um, but the there she is moment. But it wasn't like a, it wasn't, it was oh. different. It wasn't the, there she is. There's my future wife. There's right. my person. Mm. But it felt like there she is. Like, here's this person who I have just, I, you know, I've been wanting mm. to meet. Well, I probably represented relief. Like, okay. You did. This is a safety piece. She has a wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has a wife. She right. told, she, you know, the Facebook group said right. she had a wife. <laughs> And damn it, here she is. This is great, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, like, it represented, like, this, like, coming together. You know, maybe we would all be friends. Like, I honestly thought, once I got in front of you, mm. you would like me. Ugh. I thought, if we could just all hang out, mm. Dawn will like us. Dawn will see hmm. that Elle and I are cool, that we we can be friends. Like, 
we don't need to just be friends with H. Like mm. we want to be friends with you too. Yeah. I totally thought that that was going to be the, the encounter, the hangout that allowed us all to be friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it brought about this sense of relief for me. Yeah. And then, um, to watch as yes, the night went on and I was very open. If there was liquid encouragement there <laughs> uh, and um, and you don't drink i really don't i i never see you. i enjoy yeah. scotch right. i enjoy whiskey you yeah. know but i really don't drink right um no like and you have you, never to this day we've yeah. been together a year and a half yeah. you've never seen me even drunk. close to drunk no and just to say like give some context you weigh about a buck <laughs> You are a very yeah, no, I am fit, a frail, frail. Not, I'm sorry, not frail. <laughs> God, watch uh, your mouth. <laughs> well, easy there, easy. Uh, you're you're a smaller human, fierce. You are fierce. God, <laughs> yeah. No, I get it though. Yeah, like physically speaking, you have a petite frame. Yeah, yeah. Just needless to say, yeah, that stuff was hitting me. Anyway, um, I was also nervous, you know, meeting new people, meeting new friends. Um, and so, yes, I was enjoying my scotch. And, um, you know, but I was watching as Elle was, I was carrying the conversation throughout the night. Yeah. Which felt frustrating you for were. me. I felt like I was, you know, it was up to me to keep things moving forward. And H was, you know, contributing to the conversation too. And you would too. Yeah. Sporadically. We were engaged. Like you we were weren't, talking. you weren't, you mm-hmm. weren't completely disengaged. From the I was observing you a were, lot. I was you were very observing. Observant. That's a great way mm-hmm. to describe that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but L was sitting back on the couch, not leaning forward or like mm-hmm. in the conversation. She just kind of excused herself and blamed it on her dad. Yeah, it was so odd. And because my dad. Like, I, I felt like, I, we're just meeting you. You're the stranger, and you're being moody. Yeah. It was so odd to me. And I had compassion for her because I know what it's like for her to move through these experiences with being around family that don't feel, don't necessarily feel easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that comes a dip, right? You mm-hmm. kind of expand a little bit to withstand being with family that you don't feel super comfortable with, and then you kind of move into this collapse afterward. Um, but this felt very different Hmm. from my experience of her, Mm -hmm. um, again, not saying what her experience was, just what my experience was of her. Um, so yeah. And I, I also recall her having to go out to the patio to get some air, just needed some air. And, um, Hmm. and that kind of felt frustrating. I remember age going out there with her after, is this after I went to bed? No, you were still up. H went out there to like check on her, see what she's doing out in the patio. Mm. I could see there was like, there was this creation of um, this energy being created of like, oh, I'm not okay. Like, I'm not, things aren't okay for me. Yeah. You know, looking to be cared for in some way. But that's what it sounds like she consistently did to get attention, to get her needs met, is Mm. she would flee and hope you followed, Mm -hmm. you know, to create this, Mm -hmm. hey, come, you know, Mm -hmm. come find me. There was a, yeah. But then there was this resistance to know, leave me alone. Yeah. You know? But not in this case. Yeah. Right. Not this. This was a different situation. Different. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so evening goes on. Mm. We're playing a game. I am still just, we will say, enjoying my scotch. <laughs> um, we're playing sequence. Mm. And yeah, all of a sudden, you know, sitting there, I'm enjoying these chocolate-covered almonds or whatever they yeah, were. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was enjoying, I was enjoying my chocolate. And all of a sudden, Dawn is like, I'm out here. I'm going to bed. And I was like, what is happening? But I was kind about it. I was like, you hey, were kind, guys, it was but so it was abrupt. It was abrupt. Absolutely. It was clear that there was an issue. Yep. yep. It was clear that something was not okay and you were cutting out of here. Yeah. And that's true. That's fair. And so, I'm, I mean, I just recall sitting there and being like, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is everything good? Mm-hmm. You know, should we call it a night? 
you know, because I felt like kind of like a jerk staying up in y'all's mm. house. We were in a small apartment. Right. It wasn't like right. there's this giant home where you studio. separate. Yeah. It wasn't a studio, but it was no, not a studio, but yeah. it was a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, yeah, we and, you know, I remember H being like, no, no big deal. Let's just stay here. And so I thought, OK, cool. So there's the three of us um, continue playing sequence for maybe a few minutes and then it was like, hey, let's move this party somewhere, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And L, you know, H, H said, you know, we can go outside. There's a park across the street, you know, that we can go to. And L, you're feeling like you want to be outside. So, you know, let's, let's do that. And I was like, I'm game. Mm-hmm. Let's go be, I love being outside, period. Right, so right. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go outside. <laughs> <laughs> and so we move outside and... H packs up some, you know, scotch to go. <laughs> Not a good idea for me. So we go outside to this, to this park, to this bench, and we're all having, L opens up at this point. L is a blossoming flower <laughs> and <laughs> sharing parts mm-hmm. about her herself. Because the thread is gone. The thread is gone. I went to bed. Yes now she can. it truly was like yeah. you were gone now yeah. she can open up mm-hmm. um Ugh. and i was the one downing the alcohol which was not typical in our relationship very different again oh yeah outside of my element mm. um so we're out there and as we're all drinking and sharing i start to pick up on lingering eye contact between the two of them and truly feeling like a third wheel. Weird. Um, through my moments of whenever I was, you know, I, I would be asked a question from H. You know, H would ask me a question about a really vulnerable question. I would start sharing and I would look up mid share mm. and H and L were locked in eye contact. Mm. Mm-hmm. this happened multiple, multiple times. Hmm. Um, and I just recall feeling Ugh. just That's like uh, thinking, what is happening hmm. is what I'm seeing actually happening. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Can I trust myself? Which I wasn't asking myself, can I trust myself? But that questioning was present for me. Hmm. What about my experience is true right mm, now? Mm-hmm. And what am I being, what am I analyzing, overanalyzing? What am I being too critical of? Mm. And what am I being too conservative about? Because I was told I was conservative. Mm. <laughs> you and me both. Um, and so I questioned and questioned and questioned and um, just allowed myself to be in the discomfort. I would look up, I would see. Um, H's hand um, behind L's knee, mm. like just resting there, wow. which seemed like a really wow. intimate spot to just rest your hand. Right. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just Not like necessary. leaning near this person mm-hmm. or, you know, no, like hand resting like behind the knee. It was so strange. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Come even on. now we're counting this feels horrible. Yeah. And so yeah. um, H ends up going back for more scotch because we went through the flask. And and if I remember, she went through a couple large beers, two to three. L. Yeah. 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 I mean, she was putting it down. She can handle her alcohol. That's true. Yeah. It's wild. She could throw it back. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it's neither here nor there. But, um, I just remember being very impressed with how much she was able to drink <laughs> and you were the one throwing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was a little baby when it came to <laughs> what I could handle with alcohol. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we're sitting up there and I remember H goes back to get more a refill. And I remember throwing it out there to L and saying, um, and, and as, as I look back on this, I know, um, even in, in that moment, I know that I asked this question because I needed to get a read on what the fuck is happening here. Mm-hmm. And 
I knew based on my experience with Elle, you cannot ask a question outright. Asking a question outright would leave to you're crazy. You're being ridiculous. So if I were to say, Hey, Hmm. what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Like I noticed eye contact. (laughs) I noticed lingering eye contact. I noticed her hand. I couldn't say that, which is a red flag in and of itself. Oh yeah. The fact that I cannot ask those questions to Mm -hmm. my wife. Even just saying, Hey, the way you're interacting with her is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, where you don't have to sit and wonder, are they having eye contact? Right. Is what is, what else her? is here? It's like, hey, what, what's going on here, guys? I felt I'm like pretty a, uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Yeah. I felt like I was crawling out of my skin. I bet. To, yeah. to, descri- <laughs> to put a better descriptor to that. And so when H went back, I, I threw it out. And at this point, I am beyond tipsy mm-hmm. um, here. And I remember throwing it out there and saying, what if H was a third? Mm-hmm. Which I even cringe now saying that. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but again, I was trying to get a read. Like, mm-hmm. where are you at? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, that's crazy. But the, the <laughs> thing she would have said had I checked in and said, hey, what's happening here to my... Right. Is what I'm seeing true? Right. Um, so, yeah, I got the same shit anyway. Um Mm-hmm. And no, you're crazy. That's ridiculous. Stop. You're drunk. Ugh. That's what I got. You're yeah. drunk. Yeah. Which, not a lie. I was drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I laugh it off. I laughed it off and continued on, which mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's some fawning behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing it off. <laughs> laugh the discomfort off. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's like the... The, um, just keep waving. Just keep waving, You boys. know, the interaction that you had with Elle, it, to me, it seems like you were afraid of her. Like, mm. I don't know if, I know, I don't know, but these, these avoidant behaviors and in the face of being cheated on, when she's clearly having these, you know, resp- like doing these things right in front of you mm-hmm. and then saying, no, you're crazy, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, your responses were the way they were. Like, she was unpredictable. She was controlling. She was manipulative over and over and over. And mm-hmm. so you, even in the act of witnessing in real time, her, like, flirting, connecting mm-hmm. deeply with another person, mm-hmm. you still questioned it. <laughs> I mean, that shows how good she was at it. Yeah. And how long, like, this was a chronic Problem. It was a chronic problem. It so, w- and I know there was a period of time where she wasn't cheating on me. You know, there mm-hmm. were a couple years there where she was, you know, uh, I don't know. It, showing to up me, to our relationship. Is, it wasn't. I, okay. I am going to say that I am very biased here. <laughs> I one because this, this person, this woman had zero value mm-hmm. for the life she was wrecking. Mm hmm. Um, and how she was impacting my life Mm. and also hearing how she treated you Mm -hmm. so, so incredibly poor. And I'm not saying she was never kind to you or she never offered. She was never loving. Yeah. Sure. But it seems like there is a consistent vein of poor treatment. Of even when you would fight, you would tell me like she wouldn't allow you to leave the house in the whenever way I felt that we needed space. Yes. Yeah. No, it was I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't go on a run. I yeah. couldn't go to the gym. Yeah. Because of what whatever that would mean. It wasn't okay for me to leave. It, However, the behavior was not mutual. Right. Right. The expectation was that I couldn't leave, but she she could, could. she could yes. run if she wanted to. And then and then what your friendships, uh, from what you've told me, all seem to be threatening to her. Mm-hmm. Like if you had intimacy or friendship of any kind, it was not um, encouraged. It was not unless encouraged. they were her friends that you were being included on. R- right. Like so right. Yeah. It, it, and they they were not encouraged. It wasn't like. Um, it, you know, she wouldn't tell me not to hang out with him. She wouldn't tell me that I wasn't allowed. Mm-hmm. It was not as overt as that. Right. It was, why do you like them? Mm. 
what, Ugh, what do you see, that's what do you so like about gross. that or like they're just they're boring <sighs> that person's boring yeah they're not interesting yeah um these were the kinds of these were the ways that yeah. she um interfered with me having yeah. those relationships yeah. which I, you know i can also say i i can't say it's it's all L, you know, right. Mm -hmm. It's just her. I can take responsibility for, Mm -hmm. you know, part, I felt like I needed to be present always, um, to keep my relationship. But don't you, but don't you see why? Yeah, I know. I know you were over functioning. Your nervous system was over functioning because she created this chaos, these infidelities. And then she expected you to just trust her Mm -hmm. and believe her. Mm-hmm. But what you had to do was be hyper vigilant mm-hmm. to make sure the person you loved and lost all of this community mm-hmm. and reputation around didn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I have about two hours of experience being around her, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I like, I don't know her at all yeah. just from that interaction. And then what you've told me and then what she did to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I hate that you were treated that way. It makes me like, <laughs> this is like a daydream that I have sometimes. <laughs> I, I like, I'm very passive when it comes to conflict. So does this, does not. this have to do with a BB gun? Yes. <laughs> sometimes. Don's favorite tool is a BB gun. No, <laughs> I don't even own a BB gun and I am not pro she does guns. Not, she does not own a BB gun. I don't own any favorite, guns. like theoretical tools to use. i don't know why but it's helpful <laughs> sometimes i daydream because we know where they live sometimes <laughs> we know the city they live in no we have their address well no well i don't know if they still oh. live there but from the divorce hearing we have the of documents but sure yeah. they might not live there but yeah. i don't care i'm never going back there <laughs> well we will it's to, to visit my family yes. we'll be back there. yes yeah. but sometimes i would daydream about hiding out like waiting for them to come home, specifically her, hell, and wait, just wait. Where are you? Where, where is like, the staging happening? Like hiding behind a bush, a bush, yeah, okay, or some or a car, bush. or a car, and like just or boom. maybe in the car with the window rolled down, the screen, and then I can get out and like yeah. drive fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sometimes I just I, it feels <laughs> nice to imagine her getting home, and then just blasting her and her thinking, oh, I got stung by a bee. <laughs> You know, and really it's me with like a CO2 cartridge in there just <laughs> popping her. Ugh. This is something I love about you. Like the extent of your abuse <laughs> is, a is a bee sting. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to feel a good bee sting. Ugh. What was the other thing you said? It was like, oh, like <laughs> it was, I want to, I want her to like roll her windows up <laughs> and then I want to like sneak over and roll her windows down oh like and mess then her with come her back mind. and realize and see that the windows are down <laughs> and then fuck with her mind but i thought i rolled those up this is dawn and how <laughs> how mean she can be oh my gosh <laughs> i know so we're sitting out here mm-hmm. on the bleachers in this um soccer field and i'm witnessing this behavior i throw out the you know what if h were a third and Elle says, you're drunk, you're mm. being crazy, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. H comes back out, we continue, continue to consume alcohol. <laughs> and um, I continue to just watch them make googly eyes mm. at one another. Lovely. Extremely uncomfortable. Um, I end up getting sick, mm-hmm. which was horrible. And Ugh. I remember, um, I, gosh, I just remember sitting there s- watching them look at one another, seeing H's hand on L's leg, just sitting there, just sitting there. And I could, there was nothing I could say about it. I just sat there and looked like, hmm. it, is what I'm seeing true? <laughs> and just drinking, thinking, just take another drink. Mm-hmm. Just take another drink. Just get through this night. They live in St. Louis. You live in OKC. Yeah. Just get through this night. And I remember going home. I remember H giving us a ride back, and I felt awful. Like, emotionally, I felt like 
a jerk for getting sick the first night that we had met and um i was embarrassed and we get back to the airbnb and we go to bed and i remember i turn on this song from from frozen too <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't remember the name but um it mm. was something about a river mm. um and I played this song all night long. Mm. I put it on repeat. Wow. And mind you, I went to bed wasted. Mm. I was dr- obviously very drunk. Um, mm. And I put the song on repeat and I cried myself to sleep. Oh. I sobbed with Elle in the bed next to me, mm. not really asking what is this about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do remember saying, I don't feel right. I don't feel right. I don't feel right. Mm. Something feels really off and not being able to articulate even what it was Mm. but just crying myself to sleep and waking Mm. up to that song playing Mm. and um then h came over that morning um i was ready to like let's just rest up get out of here head home um but we ended up ordering Mickey D's because what else do you have for a hangover? <laughs> but a good sausage, egg and cheese, biscuit and a hash brown. Um, my saving grace. <laughs> and H came over. Don't yuck your yum. Don't yuck my yum. Come on. <laughs> I've never seen you have Mickey D's. I've never, I have not had it since you I've and I've offered been to get together. it for you. I know, but it really only ever feels good. Um, after I've been drinking, mm. like after, like if I feel hungover or something, yeah. which I haven't felt since we've been together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyway, um, H comes over and I recall L and I kind of having a little bit of a disagreement around who was going to sit on the couch. Um, there's a couch there and then another chair. Okay. That, anyway, there's a disagreement about who was going to sit on the couch. And I remember feeling like I want to sit on the couch because I didn't want them to be next to each next other. to one another. Mm-hmm. Wanted some distance. Um, <laughs> room for the Holy Spirit. Room for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Leave some room for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I wound up on the couch. And so H comes in and sits on the couch opposite end Hmm. and we're talking for a little bit and then we end up deciding to go on a walk again because it's what L needs. L thinks it would be nice to go on a walk and be outside. (laughs) So we go outside and we're on a walk and I remember realizing "Mm, I am walking by myself and H and L are walking together behind me. Hmm. Uh, So yeah, we just go on this walk around the park and have conversation um Hmm. yeah and go back to the airbnb i recall having conversation around my haircut h commenting on how cute my hair was cut short how good i looked Hmm. and um you know i had recently i had hair down to my bottom Hmm. you know a few Hmm. months before that and i just cut it all off um my act of like this reclamation of <laughs> queer self and I love your hair. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I really love it. <laughs> but and then I recall L asking H, you know, will you ever cut your hair off? And her saying, No, never. I love my hair too much and it's too much of a security blanket for me. And in that moment feeling insecurity, thinking, you know, maybe L likes that, you know, the longer hair. Oh. And Maybe she's drawn to H because of that, you know, whatever. So we finish that Mm. walk. H goes back to her house with you. And Elle and I pack up, hit the road. We stop by the house, by y'all's house to say goodbye. Let's not forget that when you guys stop by to say goodbye, I was reading a book. And Mm. H was like, hey, I'm looking for this book to... She was looking on the bookshelf to for the certain book to wow. give to you guys. Oh, uh, and and then she realized that I was reading the book that she wanted to give you guys. She's like, "Hey, I want that. I want that book. I'm gonna give that to them." I'm like, "But I'm I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> but I am literally <laughs> reading it right now." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. You care? 
Yeah, so she she got she ran upstairs, got the book, and went back out there. And Ugh. I was watching you guys out there. Oh, that pains me. Yeah. I went out on the balcony. We have this I little remember. cute deck, and I went out and I just said, "Hey," I said you guys are hardcore. I remember you saying <laughs> that, and I was like, "The shame!" Oh. Like, oh God, please don't remember this part of me. Yeah. And I remember like waving at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, I said you guys okay. are hardcore. Yeah, guys. And, and then Elle was like, "Oh yeah, she never does that or <laughs> something like that." And then I asked like, "Who's who's gonna drive? Who's the lucky one to start the drive?" Mm-hmm. And then someone said, "Oh, it's me." That'd be Elle. But then, yeah, you guys, you guys left. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, "All right, that's that." Mm-hmm. Me too. I was like, finally, they're gone. We can move on with our lives. I t- wow. Well, yes. Yep. It was like, mm. life can carry on. Yep. And I remember driving away. We were talking about David Ramirez. <sighs> Love me some David Ramirez. <laughs> and um, we were like halfway on the drive home, which was what, like a six, seven hour drive? Yeah. So yeah. It's like we're, 600 miles. We're a couple hours in. And L, we had switched drivers at this point, and L was just like nonstop with her phone. Hmm. And I remember in that moment thinking, this isn't over. We're so glad that you joined us for today's conversation. If you and your partner want to apply to be a guest on the show for one of our mini couple sessions, or if a part of you connected with today's episode and you would like more info, on how to work with us directly, you can find us on Instagram at Donna Noble. That's at D-A-W-N-A-N-O-B-L-E and at Ash France Coaching. And that's France, just like the country. Queer Couples Coaching is produced by Media Machine. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach and support more queer relationships. We'll see you next time on Queer Couples Conversations. And in the meantime, take care of each other.